Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Mark Singh here. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. And today we are going to talk about a coronavirus survival guide. I've been doing a ton of research on these, this thing. And as things go, I went down a rabbit hole last night for like eight hours just studying this, getting the best information I could so that I could bring it to you guys and talk to you about how you can survive it, both from a mental perspective and a physical perspective. Kind of get realistic about what the chances are that you're going to be hurt by this thing, which by the way, just right off the bat, I want to let you know it's extremely low. The chances of you dying from this is just ridiculously low, but I think that we're dealing with a real pandemic here. I think that it's going to spread across our entire country. In fact, I'm 100% convinced of it that these quarantine uh, attempts are not going to work, and I'll explain why in a minute, but... If you're prepared both emotionally and physically, you're going to get through this just fine. I think it's probably going to take six to seven months. And from my research in the United States, I don't know about other countries, but in the United States, they're predicting about 480,000 deaths. Now, before you spaz out, those are usually elderly people, people with cardiovascular disease, diabetes, uh, pre-existing conditions. Now, if you have those pre-existing conditions, of course, I'm going to touch upon that as well. One thing I want to say first, too, is this, is that we all know that sickness is very, very, very psychological. And the fact that this entire country and the entire world, for that matter, is in a state of panic is not helping us. In fact, it's helping the virus spread. So if you feel that your emotions are out of control, if you feel like you are going to get sick and maybe get hurt by this thing, maybe die... Um, part of what I do, bro, is I do NLP coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, and we work very specifically on these belief systems. And belief systems even pertain to sicknesses. And I know that when Marissa gets sick or my baby gets sick, which freaking happens all the time, by the way, when you have a baby, Jesus, they get sick a lot. I, don't, I never catch it. I never catch it because I, I just have a different belief system. I program my brain to interact differently with germs and viruses And that's why I said in the previous podcast, dude, if I catch this shit, I'll fucking crush it in record time. Part of me even wants to like volunteer to get like inoculated with this shit and then just show how quick we could get over it because people are getting it over over it super fast. I mean, you watch videos of people who are like, dude, I didn't even know I was sick. Like apparently I had it and I didn't even know. And then you see other things where people die. So it has the whole spectrum and we're going to touch upon that more today. But first, I just want to go over some facts, okay? So first and foremost, 80.9% of cases are mild. It's like what I just explained, right? You don't even know you have it, or it's like a very mild flu, and the symptoms are shortness of breath, coughing, and a uh, fever. So if you have these symptoms, what you should do is call your doctor, let them know, and let them tell you what to do. Obviously, don't go into public. Don't show up at a doctor's office. Call the doctor first. Okay, so 13.8% of cases are severe, which require hospitalization. And then 4.7% are critical, which require intensive care. Now, once again, the vast majority of those 4.7% are going to be people over 80 years old, as well as people with 
um, pre-existing conditions. Those who are 60 plus years are the most at risk. And then when it gets to 80 plus, that's that's really scary. And you know, I mean, there's, there's a guy in my life who's over 80 and I, I care for him very much and I'm scared for him. Actually, there's a couple of people I know who are this age and we all know you know, people who are a little bit older. I mean, my mom is 73 and I'm, I'm scared for her. Fortunately, she's healthy, she takes care of herself, but still, you know, it's scary. I mean, 70 to 79, 8% die, 60 to 69, 3.6%, 50 to 59, 1.3%, 40 to 49.4%, that's one in 250 people, so that's what age bracket I'm in, 30 to 39.2%, one in 500, 20 to 29, same, one in 500, and 10 to 19, one in 500. And and fortunately for me, I have a seventh month, seven month, god damn, I can't even say it, seven month old baby, zero um, percent. Like for some reason, it's not affecting children zero to nine, which I think is a gigantic blessing because if I knew she was in danger, holy crap, dude, I would not be able to sleep. But I feel pretty good about my chances of busting through this thing, especially because I take care of myself and I have a very strong immune system and I've worked on myself intensively with NLP to give myself the right belief systems. I'm not really that scared. I'll tell you what I am scared of in a moment, but I'm not really that scared of the virus um, just because I know I'm healthy, I know I could kick it and I take care of myself. So that kind of goes into what I wanna talk about today, okay? So first and foremost, we need to prepare. And instead of being afraid, we need to have a towards mentality, which is what I always talk about, right? Is a masculine mentality thinks about how can I prepare? What can I do to solve this problem? Okay, this thing is coming for us. And like I said, it's coming for all of us. And I think that most of us are probably gonna get it eventually. And once we get it, then we're probably gonna get an immunity to it, hopefully. They haven't said whether or not that's a straight fact. Again, we're really early here, so bro, like a lot of this is I'm just like speculating based on the research I've done. So if six months goes by and say, dude, you're fucking wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna be wrong about some things. But from my research, and I'm talking like I researched the the CDC website, the H, the WHO website, uh, professionals who are in the Trump administration who are not connected to Trump, but who are like working for him as professional scientists. There was a guy on Joe Rogan podcast who's very, very well credentialed who talked about these things. So I'm, I'm basically, I gathered all that up and I'm repeating that to you now. So first and foremost, okay, we need to take care of ourselves and figure out how can I improve my health to conquer this thing when I get it or if I get it. So obviously, let's clean up the diet, dude. Stop, stop eating so much sugar. Let's, let's slow down on the complex carbohydrates. Let's get lots of fruits and vegetables in. I know the supermarkets are crazy. I have a story to tell you uh, in a moment about what just happened to me at the supermarket. But you want to try to get as healthy food as possible. Next, don't stop working out. Don't stop going to the gym. Working out, working your muscles, getting in shape, running, getting those, those lungs going is going to be really important for this. Sauna is really good to boost your immune system. I read somewhere that sauna actually kills the coronavirus in your throat, but it's bullshit. That's not the way it is. But it does boost your heat shock proteins in your cells, and it helps you overcome sicknesses like the coronavirus. Okay, having a warrior mentality, right? 
when the Persians were coming towards the Spartans and they were threatening Sparta, they weren't like shaking in their boots. They're like, bring that shit. Just like I said in the other podcast, like fucking bring it, dude. I will crush you. When you have that mentality, it gives you that masculine towards direction. It lets you face something without fear and it actually ups your vibration. And if you guys are into spirituality at all, you know, this virus is just a low vibrating energy that's coming into your body. And if you're vibrating high, if you're feeling good, if you don't have conflict in your mind, which is why NLP is really important, you'll just turn it into high vibrating energy. And when you're healthy, when you're vibrant, you can do that. Now, if you have medical problems, I mean, it's more important now to do it than ever. You also want to stop smoking if you smoke. I have a good buddy who smokes hookah, like fucking chain smokes hookah. And I told him like, bro, you need to stop it because this thing attacks the lungs. So if you're smoking, try to quit smoking, dude. Like do it for your life because you are at risk if you smoke. Drinking alcohol lowers the immune system, okay? What ups the immune system? Talking to girls, going out. I mean, dude, you can still probably go out. I'm not gonna give you advice as to yes, do it. No, don't do it. But I'm thinking about going out this weekend. So, you know, I think it's probably pretty safe still, but maybe in a couple weeks, dude, it might be time to to button up the hatches. So with that being said, here's what I fear, okay? And I I think you could probably predict what I'm gonna say. I fear other people's panic. I fear people overreacting to this thing. Now, I don't think that it's just the common cold as some people are saying, like, oh, it's just another cold virus. And I don't think it's the freaking you know, black plague that's going to kill us all. I think it's somewhere in the middle. And like, dude, you know, older people are at risk, bro. So like, it's something to take serious. And while Marissa and I were having a conversation tonight, we're like, I kind of just want to get it so I can get an immunity to it and then like knock it out and then go live my life and continue forward. But then what if we give it to my mom or what if we give it to uh, Marissa's grandfather who's still alive? And we're, we're really, really worried about that. So what, what I suggest you do is prepare, but don't panic, okay? And there's a difference. A lot of us are talking shit about the toilet paper stuff, right? I get it. Like who wants to pinch a loaf and not have toilet paper? It's really funny that that was our first instinct, right? You slap a biscuit and you're like, uh-oh, I'm out of toilet paper. So we can only uh, be empathetic with people who bought toilet paper. I mean, I did it. I got some toilet paper. I don't want to have to slap a biscuit and have and have to take a shower every time, you know, just to like get myself clean. So we got toilet paper. And tonight I went out and I spent 500 bucks on groceries. Now, what I fear happening is everybody panicking and making a run on the supermarket and then the food running out. That's what I'm fearful of. Now, What I've been doing too is I've been looking at Italy and China who are having a really bad uh, breakout in their countries and they're like kind of like two or three uh, weeks ahead of us. So we can see what's going on there. Now, what's going on there is the electricity is still on, which was one thing I was concerned about. Like, shit, what if the electricity goes? And and the reason this would happen, in my opinion, is because, you know, workers would not show up to work or it would like infect so many people at once that like we couldn't get basic amenities taken care of, right? The electricity would go off, water would stop, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Why? Because 80% of the cases are mild. I think they'll be home for a few days and then, and then they'll get back to work. Also, um, 
a lot of offices are closing down, like Marissa's office closed down, so she's going to work from home. Fortunately, I work from home already, but there's going to be a lot of people out of work. So they're going to be looking for jobs. And then what I think is going to happen is like places like Amazon and like Target.com and Walmart.com, they're going to have to hire people just to keep up with the demand of people ordering shit online to be delivered to their house. So I don't necessarily believe that the supermarkets are going to run out of food, that the electricity is going to go off, but it might happen. And I would rather have and not need than need and not have. And I want to say that again because I freaking love that comment. Have and not need, need and not have, right? Which situation is better? Obviously to have it and not need it. So I went out tonight and I spent a 500 bucks. Dude, I've never seen a shopping cart as full as I filled it up tonight, man. I just got all this stuff that, you know, we might have to fall back on. And bro, I have a daughter. I have a seventh seven-month-old child, I am not going to see her go hungry or be in pain. And I'll tell you, you cannot rationalize to a seven-month-old. It's really hard to say, seven-month-old. Hey, hey, we're out of food, dude, so just eat this, you know, piece of lettuce. No, she needs formula. She needs baby food, so I stock the fuck up on that. I got three months worth because I am not messing around. Should the worst happen, I'm going to be prepared for that. And I got Marissa and I about two months worth of food. So look, If you're in certain cities especially, and I want to call out to two of my clients, Eugene, Dan, you guys know who you are. You're in New York. Brothers, you need to go fucking stock up on food. Get yourself at least three weeks worth, preferably a month, preferably two months if you can. I know it's stressful on the purse strings, but in New York especially, I was reading about it. The supply chain to the grocery stores is is so minimal that I really think there might be some social unrest in big cities like that. So if you're in a big city, if you're listening to this in a big city, bro, like right now on the weekend, okay, I'm releasing this Friday morning, go to Costco, go to your supermarket. Who fucking cares what people think of you? I was walking around with a gigantic cart full of shit and people were kind of giving me sideways glances. I'm like, I don't give a shit. You can think anything you want. I'm looking out for my family. I want to keep them safe because I'm the man. And you're the man for your life. So look, what's probably going to happen is this. Okay, we're all going to be told to go into our homes and not go to work. Now, by the way, the reason they're doing that is so that the hospitals don't get a gigantic influx of patients. Because yes, like I said, you know, there's a certain percentage of people who are going to have to be hospitalized. This is probably going to kill 480,000 people in the United States. That's what this one professional was predicting. That's a lot of hospital beds. So what they want to do is slow it down so that the hospitals can keep up and then kind of like it's it's like elongating the situation. Well, being it that it's elongating the situation, this can last six, seven months, a year. You know, we could be stuck at our homes, um, not able to move around the way we were, like unfortunately not able to socialize. I know in Italy they have checkpoints set up. So while the supermarkets are still working and while that's still going, they have checkpoints set up by police. Now in South Korea, they're going hardcore on checking people for coronavirus. I guess they've come up with the test already where they can check you for it. So my plan is, dude, I'm just going to stay here in my home. Fortunately, I have a, I have a great big house. Um, I actually also went and bought 
um, some workout equipment today because I'm fearful that the gym is going to close. Actually, I'm pretty confident it will. And dude, jujitsu is probably going to close too, which fucking sucks. But I went and got a bench and then I got those weights where it's like you can adjust. Um, so it's one, there are two barbells and then you can adjust how much weight is picked up by like turning a knob. So it goes from, I think, five pounds all the way to 52.5 pounds. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. It doesn't take up much space. I could just move the cars out of the garage and work out in the garage. So I want you guys to think about, you know, long term. What would you do if this does last six months? If you have to stay inside, avoid people? What if you can't go to work? You know, what are the kinds of things you're going to do? And I'm telling you, if you have a big fear of this, if you're freaking out, or let's say you have a pre-existing medical condition, what's going on in your head is like 90% of the battle. I'm telling you, it's so important and I can help you with that. And in fact, here's an offer I want to make. If you get COVID-19, if you get this, this virus, I want you to hit me up. I want to take a couple guys for free. So especially you listening to the UMP, if you happen to get this, um, I'm going to take like two or three dudes for free and then I'm going to stop it there. But also, you know, if you're fearful, man, you should hire me because not only do I do dating coaching, but like NLP is all about reprogramming the mind to think the way you want it to think. And the way you're thinking is going to be so important in this. It's going to mean everything. I'm working religiously with it all my, with my coach right now. Like we are prepping my brain for this to go on. Marissa is working with him. I'm working on Marissa. I'm even doing shit to my little baby daughter because I want to see my family get through this. All right, so some final thoughts on COVID-19, okay? Like I said, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I think it may create a economic downturn, which is unfortunate. I think that we're all going to take a pretty big hit from this. I think it's going to spread all over the world. I think the majority of us are going to either get it or we're going to know somebody who has it. We're all going to be affected in some way. And dude, we might know somebody who dies from it. And now's the time to reach out to those people and tell them you love them. Now's the time to talk to them or, or hang out with them and, and let them know those things that you haven't told them. And, you know, it's sad to say this, but we have a lot of obese people in the United States, and I'm worried about that too. We have a lot of people who don't take really good care of their health, um, who have cardiovascular disease and, and all these different issues those are the people who are going to get hit the hardest. So if you know somebody in your life who has that, it's scary, bro. Like I'm with you. And I think we need to own up to what's happening here because this is very, very serious, especially because it's so contagious without symptoms. That's the big problem. But where it falls um, compared to other things like bird flu compared to uh, COVID-19 is way worse was way worse. It was it almost killed 60% of people. Ebola killed 50%. MERS, M-E-R-S, killed 35. Smallpox, 30%. Polio, 25%. Tuberculosis, 11%. Spanish flu, 11%. SARS, 10%. And then COVID-19 is about 3%. Okay, some people are saying 0.7. Some people are saying 4 so I think 3% is a good estimation. And I heard on the Joe Rogan podcast that it's probably going to take out 480,000 people in the United States, most of them being elderly and they're already ones with pre-existing conditions. So 
I wish you guys the best, man. You know, I'm here for you. Um, if you want some coaching around this, I'm definitely here for you. If you get it, I'll give you a free session, uh, provided you're one of the first few dudes that hit me up. I think it's really going to pop. And I think that, you know, I won't have time to give tons of free sessions, but you know, um, this is your health and your health is often in your mind. So keep that towards mentality. Know that you can do this. Know that you're going to be fine. You're going to bust this thing and get through it and squish it under your heel. And then moving forward, you know, we need to be more cognizant that this can happen. And by the way, dude, did you know how it happened? How it happened is this, and I'm not, not racist. Hey, I lived in Japan, so everybody calm down. But this started in China in what's called the wet markets. And what that is, is where like they bring all these animals in live and dead and then they like butcher them there and they sell them. So they have rabbits and foxes and cats and dogs and, and, and lizards and fish and squid and just anything, dude. Look up Wuhan, China wet market. So what happened is, and they think it came from bats. So they had bats there. What happens is these places are like filthy and disgusting. And then you got blood and guts everywhere of all these different animals mixing together and then the shit was fucking formed in that in that like disgusting cesspit. And then it jumped to humans. Then they had the big outbreak in Wuhan, China. And then obviously with international travel, it jumped to all the different countries. I think there's only a few countries left that don't have it at the time of this recording. Uh, most of which are in Africa. Probably, you know, more like third world countries that don't get traveled to a lot. But dude, it's going gonna, it's gonna to spread all over. Fortunately, thank God, it's not as deadly as it could be. And thank God it doesn't affect children. I'm so fucking thankful for that. I would not sleep, dude. I would put my baby in a goddamn bubble and guard her with a shotgun. Um, speaking of that, I, I don't predict a civil unrest. But what's interesting is I saw a Black Hawk helicopter fly over my house today. I've never seen a Black Hawk helicopter in this area. And, and Black Hawk is like Black Hawk down, right? And that kind of makes me think, like, I wonder if they're kind of prepping for um, martial law. I mean, I don't know. Dude, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I don't know what's going to happen. My, my sense is we're going to stay inside for a couple months. It's going to spread. We're going to hear lots of sad stories. Um, we'll be able to go to the supermarket still. Lights will stay on. Water will keep running. But we're going to, like, you know, not get to do a lot of stuff socially. And then, and then after, oh, by the way, after what happens is it's going to spread. And then enough people are going to get it and be immune to it that it'll no longer be able to infect us. So it's basically like it dies off because they already took everybody out kind of thing. It's like how the cancer works, right? Cancer eats you until it kills you. Well, this thing is going to keep spreading and spreading and spreading until so many people have had it and have an immunity to it, hopefully, that it can no longer like jump from person to person because both people in the room already had it. And then that's how it gets killed. And once again, they're thinking like six, seven months. So it's going to hit hard, but we'll be back. And I'll tell you, dude, this is a good opportunity to do certain things with girls. And I'm going to talk about that more in the coming weeks. I have a feeling I have to shift my uh, strategy slightly here on this, on this uh, podcast, because if we're all like stuck inside, then I'm going to need to teach you some things about how to communicate more with girls online, um, kind of long distance strategy stuff, and then also how to get bitter with chicks from the comfort of your own home so that when you emerge and the sun hits your face and you look like this gnome that just came out of his dungeon and you're like, ah, oh, the sun, the sun, I haven't seen the sun in six months. My skin, it's burning. 
And then you do that, you can go meet a chick and like actually bone her. And by the way, dude, girls are going to be so lonely. If this, if this really happens the way I think it will, there's going to be all these millions of girls stuck inside, not able to socialize. Are you kidding me? They're going to flock to the dating websites. It's going to be like shooting fish in a barrel, man. So here's the thing, dude. In crisis, there's always opportunity. You need to find the opportunity. How can you leverage this to your benefit? I'm going to try to give you guys lots of ways to do that, especially with women. So once again, guys, if you want to check out my website for some coaching, coachmarksing.com. Hey, I'm still coaching about seduction too. And like I said, um, I have some awesome online strategies that I do share with my coaching clients. And uh, I got a lot of clients still going on and they want to they wanna crush this. And if you meet a girl online and you guys are both confident you don't have it, you can still hang out. We can still hook up. We can still have sex. I don't think it's going to be like such the end all, end of the world kind of scenario. I just think some of the typical scenes that we go to, like bar scenes or picking up chicks and like day game, like at stadiums and stuff, that shit will have to be put on hold. But we can still carry on improving ourselves. We can still carry on gaming girls. You know, this isn't the end of the world. So let's temper our fear with rationale, but at the same time, prepare. Utilize the five Ps. Prior, preparation, prevents, poor performance. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next podcast.